This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Friday, September 21st, 2007. I'm Caleb Brown. The federal government has an ever-increasing role in regulating state-based education systems. And with NCLB up for reauthorization, what does the Constitution have to say about the federal role in American education? Neil McCluskey answers that and other questions in his new book, Feds in the Classroom, How Big Government Corrupts, Cripples, and Compromises American Education. The Constitution gives the legislature no role in education. The federal government cannot uh, pass laws that tell schools what curriculum to use, what their calendar should be, anything like that. The only area where the federal government can be involved, and this is largely the judicial and the executive branches, is ensuring that local and state public schools do not discriminate in the way they deliver education. So through the 14th Amendment, it's okay for the federal government to say, you have to make sure that your school districts aren't segregated and ensure that happens. Um, Outside of that, the only other area that they can be involved in is something that is truly connected to providing for the national defense. And that is really just Department of Defense schools. So if we've deployed American citizens overseas and they can bring their children with them, it's okay to provide them with schools. But beyond that, the federal government has no authority over American education. There are some people who, living in states where education systems have been so controlled by, say, teachers' unions or uh, other groups, that they feel that it can't get any worse, that their system really is just the pits, and that federal intervention to sort of correct these uh, problems can't possibly create problems that are worse than the ones that they are experiencing. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a, it's a totally understandable attitude to take. I mean, states and many local districts have done a horrible job of delivering education, and people are rightly disgusted with what they've been saddled with. Um, but the sad reality is the federal government can make it worse, or at least they probably won't make it any better. Because what's happened at your state and local district is the people who run the schools and are employed by the system are the ones who have all the political power. They're the ones who do the lobbying. They're the ones who run the advertisements against politicians who do things they don't like. They're the ones who are helping to write the regulations. And so lots of money gets spent on the schools, but there's no accountability because those people who do all the political work are best off if they get lots of money and nobody tells them what to do. Um, If you have the federal government take over, all you're going to do is you're going to move the locus of all that politics just up another level. Then you won't even be able to move out of your state and go to another state to find better schools or move out of your district and find a better district because the federal government will be controlling all schools and setting lowest common denominator standards for everyone. And those same people who spend all their time at 50 state capitals, it's even easier for them if the feds take over because they can all just descend on Washington, as they're already doing, NEA, National Education Association, there's 500 people in their headquarters in Washington, and it's, it's actually much better for them because all the levers of power will be in one place, and then they can focus on that, and no one will be better off, and lots of people will be worse off. There is a response from the Bush administration and others who say things like, the NEA hates No Child Left Behind, so it must be doing something good. Mm-hmm. Well, the NEA is going to publicly oppose anything that even has the slightest scent of accountability for the money they get. Um, 
And, of course, they're going to fight publicly, tooth and nail, against No Child Left Behind because it even talks about doing that. But the reality is No Child Left Behind doesn't really impose any accountability on anyone. And the NEA has been very successful in making sure that happens. Um, And they're also always right in the middle of the table for discussions now, for instance, with a reauthorization proposal from the leadership of the House Education and Labor Committee that would add lots of new leeway into No Child Left Behind. And the NEA is doing exactly what you expect them to do, saying that even that leeway isn't enough. So they're going to always say that they're not getting enough money and they don't have enough freedom for teachers to do whatever they want. Uh, regardless of what parents want. And so we shouldn't take the fact that they oppose No Child Left Behind as saying No Child Left Behind is working. We should say that's the NEA being the NEA, and they're going to oppose anything that's even slightly different from their ideal. You make a point in your book, and I think it's a worthwhile one, that the people who are most equipped to make decisions about their children's educations are the ones who are least engaged in these political machinations over education policy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's the parents who know their kids best. I mean, parents, they're with their children most of the day. They were with them before they went to the schools. They know what their kids are struggling with. They know where their interests are. They know what they want for their children. Um, and historically, they've wanted what experts say they should want from the schools, which is often very rigorous math and science and reading things like that. But they also know when their kids have other abilities that should be nurtured. But in the current system, they have no choice. They pay their taxes that go to a single system of public schools. And if they want to go elsewhere, they have to pay on top of it. And many people can't afford to pay for private school after they've already shelled out money for public school. So what we need to do is give those parents, the people who know the kids best, school choice. Give them the money, attach it to their children, and let them pick the schools. Then, if there are schools that aren't doing a good job, parents will leave those schools behind, instant accountability, and send them to schools that are doing a better job. But in the system we have now, what really happens is politicians just, you know, every year or every five years, whenever a law needs to be authorized, they say, We promise this time we're really going to give you what you want. And so every five years, every 10 years, more kids go without the education that they could have gotten right away if their parents had controlled the money and could choose their schools. Neil McCluskey is author of Feds in the Classroom, How Big Government Corrupts, Cripples, and Compromises American Education. This is the Cato Daily Podcast. If you have a comment, please send it to cbrown at cato.org.